There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease you know you've got a comeback in you when you take the next step you're going to make it count for your career for your family for your life you can earn a degree you're proud of with purdue global purdue global is backed by purdue university one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities this is your chance this is your opportunity this is your comeback Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Are you frustrated with finding love? Have you wondered what it would be like for someone to just present you with your perfect match? Today, we've got a story about a woman who decided to try just that. I'm Alicia Rye. And I'm Sarah Wendell. Welcome to Love Struck Daily, where we bring you a true love story each and every weekday to your earbuds. Hello, Alicia. Hi, Sarah. Have I told you how glad I am that we were matched together to do this show? I am very glad we were matched together to do this show. I feel like we are a great partnership. I think we are. We're a great match. And I I wanted to do something with you for a long time. So it worked out perfectly. Well, before we get started with today's interview, we have a quiz. Oh, I love our quizzes. So this quiz is which book is your perfect match? Ooh. Are you ready? I love that. Yeah. All right. What musician are you listening to right now? 
Lil Nas X, Idina Menzel, mm-hmm. Taylor mm-hmm. Swift, Demi Lovato, or Lizzo? Ooh, um, I would say Lizzo probably. All right, here's a good question for you. What are you looking for in a best friend? Someone who pushes you to be your best, someone you can talk to, someone you can always have fun with, someone you can trust, or someone who is fiercely loyal. Oh my gosh, all of the above? Yeah, that's not an option, but I was like, these are all good things. How do I press a value here? I think someone you can trust. Yeah. I think trust and loyalty are a big thing for me, but I think especially trust. How did you feel about the last book you read? It had Mm. incredible world building. I appreciated the nods to classic literature. It was amazing. I cannot stop talking about it. I was really moved by the character development. I loved the epic action scenes. Oh, that's interesting. So the last book I read was actually Nisha Sharma's Dating Dr. Lil, um, which is a retelling of Taming of the Shrew. So I definitely appreciated the nods to classic literature. Awesome. It was also very good. I have heard that it is very, very yeah, good. it's very good. All right, last question. Are you ready? This mm-hmm. is a tough one. This is, mm-hmm. is going to really stump you. Okay. What's your favorite thing to watch? Reality TV competition. Broadway show, the hottest TV drama, a cult classic, or the latest blockbuster superhero movie? Oh, no. Okay, I'm going to say the latest blockbuster superhero movie because it's the last the last movie I saw was Batman. Your match is The Gilded Ones by Namina Forna. Ooh, that sounds good. You are strong, outspoken, and a natural leader. You should read The okay. Gilded Ones. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. It's about... Oh, it's about a 16-year-old who lives in fear and anticipation of the blood ceremony that will determine whether she becomes a member of her village. And already feeling different from everyone else because of her intuition, she prays for red blood so she can feel like she belongs. Wow. Yeah. I love this. Yeah, I'm going to read this. Well, while books will always be our soulmates, no question, let's hear from Katie Tower, who found love using a matchmaker. But Katie is also a good friend of yours, right, Alicia? Katie is a great friend of mine. We actually met, Katie's a huge romance fan. We met at numerous romance events in and around LA. Katie was my last date before the pandemic hit. And we're actually uh, both currently in love with our real last romantic dates before the pandemic hit. So we have quite a bit in common. Yeah. But but the difference is in how we met our respective partners. Well, I cannot wait to hear all about this. Hi, Katie. Hi, Hi, Katie. Welcome. Thank you. So Katie and I became friends because I literally saw her everywhere and it was so nice and she's so sweet and friendly. And we actually had very similar dating histories, right, Katie? Like we were both rather unlucky dating in our 30s in L.A. Can you talk a little bit about your experience? Yeah, I mean, I had been dating, you know, my whole, you know, my whole dating life. And then, um, (laughs) you know, after grad school, I had where I was like, I'm going to meet somebody in grad school. Nope. And then I, you know, moved to Chicago and then San Francisco. And I had a job where I was doing a fair amount of traveling. Um, and just, you know, sort of between that and being on the apps, I was like, 
I'm going to meet my person. He's out there somewhere. Yeah. And it just never happened. And then I, you know, I moved to LA and I sort of just kept going. Um, and then I just got to the point where I was like, I have to do something else. And I did a matchmaker. Yeah. I, cause the apps are exhausting. It sounds to me like one of the reasons why people shop at Target is that Target's buyers curate specific things. So if you like the look at stuff at Target, you're going to go to Target and you're going to see five chairs that are all very slightly similar in style. You're going to see a selection of mirrors. You're going to see one row of, I don't know, textiles for your bedroom. It's already been curated by the buyers at Target who know their market. Whereas the apps, it sounds like it's, it sounds like it's going on a website like, um, you know, furniture.com and saying, show me all the furniture. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look through every page to find the couch. And there's like 60,000 couches. And that just sounds like so much work. Like you're taking on another job by trying to filter through all these apps. Yeah, it is. And so you decided to kind of take the reins here and you found you hired a matchmaker, correct? I did. I was finishing up some therapy. And my therapist was like, I just heard this NPR article about this company called Three Day Rule. Maybe you should check it out. So I did. Oh, I didn't know that. That's very <laughs> like, what a great plug for a therapist too. Right? It can change your life in more ways than you ever expected. Yeah. And so this is a little bit like old school, a little bit old fashioned. So you met your matchmaker, you talked to her, I assume. Um, how did the process really work? Like, how did you get into it? I had been in the like three day rule pool for a while. The you could mm -hmm. be in their pool for free as like a potential match. Potential match for somebody, somebody for somebody else. who's like a client. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And I so I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the plunge. Um I had talked to a couple of people about it. And you sort of say, like, yes, I'm interested, and then you meet with I think it's basically their like salesperson. Their like first contact person isn't your matchmaker. It's someone who does all their like intakes, who is very sweet and very nice. And, and we had a great, we like met for coffee for an hour. Mm. And it, in some ways, it's like everybody's dream hour because it's an hour to talk to somebody who asks you nothing except questions about yourself. Yeah. So you're just like, sure, I can talk about me for an hour to someone who seems <laughs> friendly and engaging. Um, and then based on that conversation, I decided to go ahead and sign up and then they connect you with your matchmaker. And then I had another met, um, my matchmaker, Melissa, who was amazing. And we met again for coffee for an hour. What was the first match that she set you up with? How, how did that go? The first match was a guy who seemed great on paper and got to the date and was, um, just I don't know, having a, a bad day and off day was like just super negative about a lot of the things, most of the things that were happening in his life. Oh, okay. As part of three day rule, you do these post date debriefs. Mm -hmm. And I remember just talking to Melissa and being like, I can't do that again. Like that was, it was so much, I was like sad after the date oh. because he was so negative. And she was like, wow, that was absolutely not what I was expecting from this guy. So, wow. You don't want to go and, on a date and be used as someone's emotional toilet. That's no fun. Yeah, yeah, that's not fun. Yeah. But after that, all of the guys that I went out with were very nice people. They just weren't my person. Yeah. And I remember you saying that, like, that they, 
because I said, you know, how's it going? What kind of people are they matching you with? Because I was very skeptical. And you said at the time, like, they're not horrible people. They're just not right for me. And I was like, well, that's good. That is good. And you met your current partner on date number six, correct? Yes. And where did you go on that date? He um, literally could not have planned a better meeting place. We met at the last bookstore in downtown LA. Mm -hmm. Which is a lovely bookstore for everyone who doesn't know. Yeah. An amazing bookstore and has all these sort of like architecture made of books inside Uh the store. So I was so nervous. Melissa had sent me his profile and I was so nervous that I shook his hand when we first met. As opposed to like, I don't know, going in for a hug or something like that. So then we just had some time. We walked around the bookstore and like got to know each other. And then we went on this art walk. And it was really nice because we could talk to each other, but we didn't have to be like staring each other in the face across a table. Yeah. Talking about ourselves. We could talk about what was around us. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a good first date. Like that's an activity is always something fun. So you met him in January or February of 2020, right? I met him in February. And I met my fiance in February. Or like mid-February. Yeah. And I think I went to dinner with you maybe like March three 6th. days I before. I looked at the date. Did you look you at the date? Yeah, it was like non-work. You were my last outing as well. Yeah, my oh, last no! like, pre-pandemic outing. I was talking about Kai and you were talking about your current boyfriend. Yeah. And we were both like promising so far but he they might want to murder us like they're so nice that they must, something's gotta be fishy with these really, two they're so like is this the beginning of a healthy relationship like you know and it was like yay for healthy relationships but also we were both very burned and very suspicious so <laughs> it, it, and it was funny because because the next week the pandemic hit and i was katie i was looking back at our text messages from then and they were all like well, we're we're still talking to this guy. Like, oh, are you still talking to your guy? Oh, okay. And, and like, what what was it like for you when the pandemic happened and and you had just come like one month into this new relationship? Yeah, we we'd been out three times, um, and then yeah. I had gone away for the weekend, and then pandemic, and we basically went from like a 2020 relationship to like a 19. 19- 90s 1980s like we were texting each other and calling each other and like leaving each other voicemails so i have like a whole file of his saved voicemails but we didn't see each other in person from basically beginning of march to memorial day wow was that was like lockdown and then between like memorial day and mid-august we would go, this was sort of like when everyone was like, wear a mask all the time. So we would go out together to like outdoor things and wear masks and we would like sanitize and then hold hands and then sanitize after holding hands. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so cute. Because it was really like, cute. what else were we going to do? We're really good at talking to each other because that's basically been a lot of our relationship. People are like, what do you do? And I was like, there's, we just talk to each other in different places. There's no movies. There's no concerts. Oh. There's no wine bars. There's like, there's just talking to each other. Yeah. What about like matchmaking in particular? What do you think worked for you? Like, what did you, what attracted you to it? I think what attracted me to it was just honestly, it was like a break from re- rejection. 
<laughs> just with the, with the apps and between sort of like the ghosting or the going out on dates that didn't go anywhere. I just was like, I feel worn down and I would really like the idea of like, I don't have to think about it until something that has potential shows up. And that was a big, that was a big point. I, I think part of the reason it was successful was because I had such a good connection with my matchmaker and I really felt mm. like she was invested in me as a person mm. and wanted me to be successful. I think that, you know, can really make or break your experience. What did you, what did you learn about yourself overall through this whole process? Or did you learn any major things about yourself? I think it sort of reinforced some things, you know, like, I think it helped me to trust my own instincts a little bit more. I think I was one of those mm-hmm. people that I was like, I'll go on a second date with anybody. I'll go on a third date with anybody. I'll go on a fourth date with anybody. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, like, I got to be like, okay, this guy's a nice guy and, and we had a nice time and I don't need to see him anymore. And that's not, that doesn't mean that I'm being mean to him. And it doesn't mean that he's a bad person. Yeah. It just means that we don't have a connection and that's okay. Yeah. I think it's also, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what it taught you about yourself. I think that it taught. <laughs> tell me. I think that this, yeah, I, I, cause I do think that both of us kind of had to learn to trust in something good too. And I think when you've been burned so many times, it's hard to believe that there, like, I was such an optimist and I'm so romantic, but at the same time, there was always sort of that negative, like, he's definitely not who he says he is, like, attitude. Do you think so? Yeah, I think I think for me, it was more of a like, he's not as into me as I am into him and feeling that mm-hmm. kind of imbalance in a lot of dating interactions. Yeah. And sort of trusting that like, no, he says he wants to go out again. He's making a plan. Like, I need to yeah. take that as a good piece of information and a signal that he is into me. Yeah, it's it's very, I think it's very strange when you're not used to dating communicative people to suddenly be in a relationship where there's lots of communication. What advice do you have for people who might be getting tired of swiping on apps or, or the dating process in general or feeling like they want to give up on love? What would you tell them? I would say whatever your next step is, be moving towards something instead of away from something. Hmm. I mean, I think the apps are terrible, but I think we both know people who are like, I met my person on insert app here. I did. Yeah. 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 So I think, I think it makes a big difference what your sort of attitude and your headspace is. So like be moving towards something that's, that's positive for yourself as opposed to away from something that's terrible. Oh, I really like that. That's a really good takeaway. I think. Yeah. It's, it is easy to sort of get into that thing where you're just like, oh, I got to get away from this. And and I think it is fine to take breaks from this. Like dating isn't something that comes naturally to anybody or anything. But if it's if it's something you love, you know, or you want, it's it's excellent advice to, to go try to do something for yourself. Yeah. Let's hold on real tight because we're going to be continuing this conversation tomorrow with the CEO of the matchmaking company that you use to get a little bit of insight on your matchmaking process or the process in general. So we're very excited about that. But thank you so much for coming on and telling us about your side of it. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Now, before we go, 
Two things. First, if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking, did I hear meowing? Yes. Yes, you did. That was Pudding, and Pudding had some opinions about matchmaking. She is very much in favor. Pudding is, gets very upset about not being the center of attention. So she also wants to be on that mic. Yeah. So coming up in future episodes, we're going to interview Puddin, and I'm sure that she will have even more to say. Well, before we head out into the world today, Alicia, what is our love to go? I loved what Katie said about moving toward what you want instead of trying to run away from something. I yes. think that that's good advice for people, whether they want to be in a relationship or don't want a romantic relationship or are looking for something completely different. You know, I think that that's just generally good yeah. life advice. Go go towards something instead of trying Absolutely. to run away from something. Well, this is a very special episode, not only because we have the guest singing stylings of Puddin, but also tomorrow is going to be part yeah. two of this conversation where we are going to talk to the CEO of the matchmaking agency yeah. that Katie hired. So come on back tomorrow. Part two. It's, it's a super cool conversation. Trust me. And another thing, maybe you're thinking, oh, I have a love story. Do you know what you should do with yeah. it? You should email it to us, please. We love hearing from you. So many people have sent us their love stories and volunteered to be on the show, which is freaking amazing after one month on the air. Including Katie. Including Katie, yeah. So please come join us. Email us at lovestruckdaily at frolic.media if you have a love story to share. We would love to talk to you. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at lovestruckdaily. And please leave a review, subscribe, and tell everyone you know about the show because we would love to deliver more love and happiness to everyone's eardrums. Our researcher is Jesse Epstein. Our editor is Jen Jacobs. We are produced by Abigail Steckler and Little Scorpion Studios and Jillian Davis with executive producer Frolic Media. This is an iHeartRadio podcast. Now move towards what you want and have a happily ever after today. And she was actually my last, uh, my last date before. I'm so sorry. Putting what? Stop.